everybody, and welcome to Middle of the Road, the podcast. This week, we are doing our last flashback of the year with 2009's Away We Go. <laughs> this film was directed by Sam Mendes. It is his smallest picture, for sure. Uh, this came on the heels of Revolutionary Road. Which brought it back the Titanic lovers for the first time, Leo and uh, Kate Winslet. And I've always thought this is an interesting double feature with that movie, which that movie is just like the worst marriage relationship ever. And I feel like this is one of the most positive portrayals of love ever put up on the screen. But I am not going to steal any more of Lauren's thunder. She picked this movie for us. And we're going to let her tell us why she chose it. And we'll go from there. To put it simply, I chose it just because I love Maya Rudolph. And I remember just, it's been, I think it's probably been a decade since I've seen it. But um, like, it's just, it's a movie that I remember being really funny. But the thing you remember most about it is just how sincere it is. And I know we were joking. I can't remember what episode we were talking about. But at one point, uh, Zach said that this is probably John Krasinski's best performance. And then we got in arguments about what his actual best performance is. And I don't. I hate doing it. Let's continue this conversation. Okay. I will keep talking now. <laughs> no, I mean, sorry. Let's get, let's go back to that question because I'd it's love to not revisit a question. it. We're talking about it right now. <laughs> um, as much as I hate to say it. I probably agree with Zach now. I think th- this oh. is probably John Krasinski's best performance. It's just like, he's so lovable. It Everyone deserves a John Krasinski in their life. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's about it. It's just a really still makes me all warm and fuzzy inside. It's a great movie. <clears throat> still hilarious. Some stuff is really awkward. Like um, Alice and Janney's character. Oh, I just got in the <laughs> tightest ball watching that scene. Although I might say that the scene before it where um, we meet John Krasinski's parents, mm-hmm. that's one of those scenes. I just get so uncomfortable in scenes like that. But once we get <laughs> past those two things, it's like, ah, it's just smooth sailing from there for me. Is it? That trip to the end of the Montreal segment doesn't <laughs> tie you up? <laughs> see, <clears throat> see no. for me, it's not. No. I mean, is Montreal the, the Maggie Jill? No, Montreal's no, the... Montreal um, is Melanie Linsky. Yeah. The, uh, the, oh, the, yes. The, no, yes, I yes, get yes. I it's just super sad. uncomfortable. It's the saddest part just, of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad, but it's like... No, yeah. I get uncomfortable with people just being awful and like... <laughs> it's funny, but at the same time, it's like, oh, you're horrible people. And I just... I want to be out of the scene, but it's also hilarious. <laughs> but Krasinski is trying to not... He's, he's supposed to be kind of like... I think the the original script was probably like Bert is appalled by Allison Janney's character, mm-hmm. but he's literally smiling just watching Allison Janney go off in that whole. He you can see like he like closes his lips a couple of times, but he's just in awe watching her riff and go crazy in that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty, pretty um because it's Allison fucking Janney. Yeah, is she over the top though? Like, is she? I mean, she's over the top, but like. Is I it would too not much mind, or not? Like, how dare you criticize our queen? I wouldn't mind like a half hour spinoff <laughs> of just her and Jim Gaffigan. Uh, Jim Gaffigan just and just their daughter in the background talking to like, shady yeah. men in trucks. <laughs> so, 
so, what the hell was up with so I was just like, bad. is this ever going to get addressed? Of course they, they're is, not going to address is, it. They're awful parents. That's the joke. Yeah. <laughs> See, for me, like, I enjoyed that. I the, the stuff I didn't like was the stuff with Maggie Gyllenhaal. That was just... See, for me, that uh, became just, more that... of a caricature. Well, I guess they're all kind of yeah. characters. I don't know why. They're, yeah, they're all kind of different yeah. scales. Yeah, and that's the one where I just felt super uncomfortable. Where it's like, <laughs> I just, ugh, I don't know. But I, I think I agree with you guys for the most part. I really like this movie. I don't think it's Krasinski's best performance. I still think that's A Quiet Place. Boom, yeah, let's go, Ben. Not, not by much. And my Rudolph is fantastic. This is definitely my favorite, my Rudolph performance. Um, God, like I said, man, man, give me just more of Jim Gaffigan and Allison Janney, please. God, more. Ben, you haven't seen the movie before. I had not. Yeah. And I regret jo- John, it have you seen the movie? No, I haven't seen it before. This is my first time watching it. I mean, it's a very underseen. I mean, I remember it came out. It came and went like. Oh yeah, like that. a lot of the times when I pick things, this was one like I love this movie, but I really enjoy it anyway. But um, one of the main reasons I picked it was I, like I just assumed I probably shouldn't have assumed, but I assumed at least two of you probably hadn't seen it yet mm-hmm. because it had been like a lot of people I know haven't seen it. So, and everyone needs I re- to. Well, I distinctively, I distinctively remember seeing the trailer and being like. Oh, this is a film I have to see right away. Um, and then I think I guess it was in college. Like, what year did we say it was? Two thousand nine. You know how all our flashbacks yeah, so, from <laughs> yeah. Well, it was either nineteen ninety nine or two thousand nine, and I wasn't in college in nineteen ninety nine. Not that smart. Um, but yeah, it's just it had that romanticism of like and quirkiness of like indie films or whatever at the time. Like I guess. I don't know, like, maybe Juno was, like, one of the, like, breakthrough, like, quote-unquote indie films that made indie films kind of more mainstream, I suppose. I'm not, like, I'm not sure if that's maybe accurate, but that was kind of, like, my feeling. A certain maybe style of indie films. I mean, Pulp Fiction yeah, is I feel an like independent that was... film. Like, that is, Pulp Fiction is, like, the independent film high point in the, I mean, but this style of comedy, independent film comedy, is definitely, I think Juno is a place you could point towards sure another alice and janney film mm-hmm. i don't know the, i ultimately the thing i this is a great film lauren like this was an awesome choice and i'm so glad um, i had the opportunity to finally see it but i think i love this movie separated. too before you this bet, <laughs> what, what, wait what'd you say i just said i love this too you don't have to give her all the credit yeah but it was my pick <laughs> I know. but it was her pick yeah <laughs> what what is what is that doing um someone Someone, someone, take care of Zach. Where's uh... Zach was busy picking eyes wide shut. <laughs> Zach, I seeing it I in theaters for the first time next week. Can't wait. Uh, Zach, what's your wife's uh, name again? I can't believe I'm forgetting this. Not Amy, right? You. Yeah, Amy. Amy needs to like give you a slap upside the head for what? Um, I, mean, I don't know. Lot. Just for being you, uh, <laughs> Amy. Yeah, where do Amy, we start? Amy, Amy loves eyes wide shut too. Just putting that out there we don't agree on movies that often but that weirdly somehow is one of them <laughs> so i think like first of all also this like it the thing that separated this film from i guess in terms of john krasinski's performance like in terms of that made me put a quiet place above this is because for a lot of the time it's i'm still super aware that it's uh 
it's Jim. What's Jim's la- Jim Halper kind of at the beginning? I'm like, oh, this is Jim Halpert being something kind of different. I would say there is zero Jim Halpert in this performance. <laughs> no, but so no for sure. But like I like I couldn't separate myself from his like first prominent. But he's role. wearing glasses. Until, like and a beard. <laughs> It took it took a while for me to be to like really buy into the character that was Bert, and I and I did get there, but I don't know for whatever reason, just because maybe the context or the premise of a quiet place, like I was just into that. And there's that pivotal scene at the towards the end of the quiet place, which like made me like like had my stomach in pits, and like had me like bawling, and had me just like so terrified at the same time that was just, it was it's it was such a powerful moment that like it was there's you mean there's that no moment real, like, that really wouldn't have saved any time or effort and was a completely worthless sacrifice on his part yeah that was that that was <laughs> sorry it's i'm it's so the one glad weak... we didn't have you on that <laughs> it's the one weak point of the movie but it's still an emotionally infecting one zach all right mm. Well, Zach, you just didn't like it this in general. A, this isn't a Amy, quiet place I would, conversation. Hey, this is sorry. This is a this is a request for Amy. If you could, uh, she doesn't listen to the podcast. Over records of Zach's X-rays to prove that he has a heart to me, Ben, and Lauren. That'd be great. I did really like this movie. I like the premise of like them going from place to place and interacting with these different couples and like the ways in which they gel and which they don't. Um, and I loved. I loved Tom, uh, Chris Messina and Melanie Linsky's performance too. At the end, Chris Messina gives like a harrowing monologue, and you almost know that something's going to happen when they're hanging out with these people and like, oh, this is going to be one, this is going to be the couple or whatever. Um, but then, but then he gives this heartbreaking, revelatory and yeah, and a very intimate. Uh, just secret, I guess you could almost say to John Krasinski's character. It, he Christmas scene is like my maybe one of the most underrated actors. I feel like of our of our modern generation. And Melanie Linsky also she has like arguably way less dialogue. She has no dialogue during that scene, but what she does during that scene is almost just as emotive. And like you can still see like the equal and parallel sorrow in there. In their characters at that moment i would um, argue the song makes that scene like you're what you said oh is yeah not i mean wrong, everything about that scene, but the yeah. song for whatever reason is perfect in that moment well i mean the, this movie just in general has a really good soundtrack so well actually are is the recurring song is it one song or multiple songs? I think songs? it's multiple. They just all that... sound the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's partially it. Like, this soundtrack. I loved it. I think, I, I'm with you, Ben. I appreciated the song more back in the day. But of all the things that, how John's kind of been touching on, like, the indie film, you know, comedy. Like, yeah, this movie has definitely has its quirky bits. But... I think Krasinski sells the quirkiness of Bert at every single turn. So it doesn't feel as, it doesn't feel as affected as it can in a lot of other movies. But the, having like the sad solo indie, you know, 
male with a guitar song is definitely the one part of the movie that feels very much of a piece with that. There are you know, 10 early... Alec- or Alexi Murdoch songs on the soundtrack and you, <laughs> you thought it was just one song. <laughs> Zach is not an Alexi Murdoch fan, sounds like. I think that was the only that that was the definitely the biggest part of the that like I said that that stood out as not quite working for me anymore um that feels very much like this was something that had to be like you know whether it be a Sufjan Stevens song or whatever you know I mean lots of people that it was a wait how do you pronounce that Sufjan 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 McAvee I like how you act like that's like what percentage John. of people would get that right if they looked at it, John? <laughs> it's about. It. I don't know. I feel. I feel like on a yeah, on the first know. time they saw it. Honestly, I was having this oh, discussion no, with myself in my head but... internally last night because it's been a while since I've heard any <laughs> Sufjan Stevens songs. So I was like, I really hope this isn't him with the soundtrack because I'm gonna have to guess how to say his name tomorrow. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> It's Arabic for comes with a sword. Still waiting for my Missouri album. Oh, oh dude. The biggest <laughs> the biggest con of the millennia <laughs> is not the Donald Trump election. It's all of us thinking Sufian was actually gonna write an album for every fucking fifty states of the continental United States. Yeah, what a what a ripoff that was. I'm gonna I'm gonna assume Ben and I well I know I didn't, but I'm assuming Ben and Ben did not know about that. As I did not know about that. <laughs> he did two. Yeah, I wasn't His... privy to that. He did two. So he did boy, one for Michigan, one for Illinois. <laughs> Was, oh, they might not have been his Just first two albums. I don't honest, think they're his first utterly two. heartbroken here. Don't know how I'm going to... Illinois is a fantastic head. album. We're moving on from Sufian. Yeah, I'm just going to listen See? to a Little Miss Sunshine soundtrack. Wait, from who? <laughs> I said it right, didn't I, John? <laughs> McAvee? <laughs> Never gonna Why get old. is it funnier this time? Laura McAvee. I, I still don't know what's what's the right way to say it is. Yo, what if he's the heir to a huge computer protection empire? I want. I would. I would actually die if at some point during an interview he's just like, actually, you've all been pronouncing it wrong. It's McAvee. Adim Dazel. Oh, before before oh, before we John. jump off Krasinski, I do want to say I think my favorite bit of his in the movie is when every time he has to call one of the people, and he's like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah." It's like his business voice. No, yes, my favorite I, bit is when he just starts like the um, trying to get the baby's heart rate up or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like he just starts screaming <laughs> yeah, at Maya Rudolph in the her. car and it's like just yelling, and she has this look on her face like, "What the hell is going on?" And then he just grabs the th- stethoscope and like shoves it on her stomach. It's just like smiling so joyfully because it's such a ridiculous and then he does thing. It, like, on the- and he does it like on the airplane and everyone's just like oh shit yeah. like super scary he's, like, he's just fine, such as like earnest just i don't think does he ever actually get mad ever i don't know but it's like yeah he gets mad at uh maggie gyllenhaal who was apparently yeah. supposed yeah. to be tony collette but she had to drop out but um no. oh, i love that scene oh, too where he brings it. the stroller in oh uh, we could have <laughs> had tony collette in this film oh, don't besmirch maggie gyllenhaal Go no, she was great she's not tony collette I don't know. Maggie Gyllenhaal. She's also no Katie Holmes. She's pretty damn good. 
Uh, I don't know about that one, Sean. I think yo, I will. Yo, I am actually <laughs> super like stringent about this. Katie Holmes is way better than Maggie Gyllenhaal in her performance of Rachel Dawson. Mm-hmm. Like a hundred, I will die on that. Yeah, and you're gonna die alone. <laughs> no, oh my gosh, Maggie Gyllenhaal <laughs> is terrible in The Dark Knight. She's borderline unwatchable. Didn't we have a podcast about yes, this? Yes, we did. <laughs> So, we should all go listen to it. Did we talk of about? Of course, oh, we guess, talked about it. I, I this sounds like a hot take you've said before. I think the interesting thing though with Bert, the, like I, I don't. He's so good that he's never annoying, and I think Rudolph just plays like they're just such a believable couple. Even though he's absurd, the back and forth feels just, they feel so lived in. And Lauren was talking about, does Krasinski ever really get mad? And I think that's actually one of my favorite parts about this movie is it doesn't like wedge in the any kind of like thir- the third act drama, mm-hmm. you know? It, it like they're, they, they have serious conversations and up and down and feelings across, but it doesn't, it never tries to put a wedge between them so arbitrarily. Yeah, I think the only time he gets mad is just Maggie Gyllenhaal, maybe. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, he's so great. And there's just random things. I don't know if it, they were scripted or not, but like when he was on the phone at that one point and like falls over the ledge, just the way the yeah. extras <laughs> react made me think it wasn't like supposed to happen. Like it wasn't <laughs> scripted. But it's just like, I don't know. His performance in this just seems so perfect to me. He also, I think he got mad a little bit with the parents too. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. Yeah. But he he's Which... a pretty even keeled individual. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But that, like, I feel like that almost takes away from his believability. Like, there's no, like, we're meant to believe that the flaw in both of these characters is, like, their self-deprecation and the fact that they feel like they maybe haven't made it or they haven't got it figured out or whatever. But but there's no, like, at times it doesn't feel like there's an, except for Maya Rudolph. I think Maya Rudolph expresses that earnestly and she's got some moments when she's talking about her parents, especially with her sister in a bathtub in a in a furniture store that was a really cool special unique moment mm-hmm. but that like was, uh, carmen carmen Ijogo, is that yeah which i don't know what else she was in i was like oh that's another thing about this cast this cast is so fucking stacked right like mm-hmm. uh jeff daniels Catherine o'hara allison jane jim gaffkin maggie gyllenhaal josh hamilton melanie linsky chris messina um Maggie Gyllenhaal. Paul Schneider. I thought I said. I thought I said. Oh, Carmen oh, was in Ben's favorite movie. It comes. I just at want night. to say it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh God! Why would you bring that up? She's in the newest oh. season oh, of True, True Detective. Detective. Oh, yep. that's her. <laughs> oh, she's awesome. I love her. <laughs> she was so good in True Detective. She's oh, in God. Alien Covenant too. Wah, wah. Mm. I mean, no one's. I perfect. haven't seen Alien Covenant. She wasn't. As great in that. What she's just food although, for the fodder. Yeah. What are you talking although about? Although, def- yeah, that yeah. Who is who's bad fault. in Alien Covenant? The movie. Ah, oh, you're crazy. Hey, you take that back. Uh, anyone, <laughs> anyone that isn't Danny McBride, Catherine Waterston, or uh, Michael Fassbender. They're not bad in the movie. They're not great. What? They're even just Billy, supposed to scream and get even, murdered. Even Billy Crudup is not. Oh, Billy Crudup is definitely good, good in that movie. Fuck all you aim- away, uh, Alien Covenant haters. I'm sorry. I'm it not a hater. I like the Jurassic Park of Alien and then didn't deliver. <laughs> the Jurassic Park of Alien. Yes. 
I liked I liked Covenant, man. I like Covenant I a lot. I just don't think it's perfect. Nor do I need to see Michael Fassbender having creepy scenes with himself. <laughs> Who doesn't want to watch that? Me. I yeah. just said I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> they better give us the last. Disney better give Ridley Scott some money to make one more of those movies. Put it on Disney+. Plus. Um, Catherine O'Hara and Jeff Daniels. Let's just go through... We, we touched on Janny a little bit, so we can jump over them. But I I think the O'Hara-Daniel scene gets better every time. And it's just like them coming and throwing in fastballs for five minutes. and Which is basically the whole movie with everybody just... What was her line? Like, what color is she going to be? <laughs> like, how dark is she? <laughs> yeah, how black is your child? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and she said, well, we'll go put her in the sand. T- put her in the sun for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jeff Daniels is just brilliant as well. Uh, like when he's staring at the new statue, and he's oh, yeah. like, trying to get, he's like, "Oh, I didn't, uh, didn't think you'd notice, <laughs> yeah. you'd notice it." <laughs> well, I love that that last bit where it's like, "We'll talk about it." Oh, yeah, was that? Yeah, did he? Yeah, really? Did they really? Ah! <laughs> it's just they're such, oh, they're such assholes. Catherine O'Hara, what a gem! Anyone else watching Shit's Creek? <laughs> no, no. No, but I've heard great things. I don't know. It starts off super slow. Like... It ends up making up for it. I I, I don't think there's a bad couple that they we get a scene with in this movie i i wonder is david eggers known for his short story work i guess he's read a lot of novels but does he have short story do you anybody know no idea do you do any wikipedia background john no uh and and vendela vita were the script writers on this uh but i mean the film feels like a collection of short stories kind of Mm -hmm. and uh, i've always really appreciated that the Maggie Gyllenhaal. The, oh, that's so true. Actually, Zach, that's so true. And that like feeling of it, that mm-hmm. like almost antho- anthologic uh, pacing <clears throat> is is really refreshing. The movie just <coughs> breezes by too. It's just uh, in yeah. ninety eight minutes. A big a round of applause probably from everybody on this podcast for that. Uh, appreciating that. Um, but yeah, I uh, the Maggie Gyllenhaal Josh Hamilton stuff is. Might have been the scene I appreciated the most when I first saw it, but I think it might be my least favorite stop along the way now. Question about for that. no, sure. Oh, no, you can finish your thought, and I have a random tangent question. No, I don't really know why though. I mean, I don't think it's a bad scene, or but for whatever reason, it that seems to get the other Did scenes seem to have grown. I mean, have no, you met a lot of those I mean, people now that you live in California? <laughs> yeah I mean, we're all like that i mean that that kind of uh i'm wait what know, are we talking about here pa- progressive parenting is really um absurd but everybody does their own thing it's fine i mean parenting is really absurd <laughs> people we've got an overpopulation crisis <laughs> speaking of parenting i was just gonna say do, did anyone else wonder or pick up on the fact that maybe she and John Krasinski are siblings in this? Because at one point, 
the line was like, um, oh, she's not technically my cousin, actually. Her mom or her mom was an old friend of my dad's. No idea why. Anyway, they started calling us cousins when we were kids. It's like I just got the impression that secretly they were siblings and no one told mm-hmm. them. There was something. Yeah, there was something that they want kind of as like a subtext that they they wanted you to speculate about. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't important at all to the story. It was just when I re- heard that this time, I was like, no, wait a minute. Just her, adds to the, the Was her birth name Ellen, or was it... Or did she change oh, it she for that? Sure they imply that? It. I don't... Okay. I, they didn't imply it, but I'm just assuming. Okay. <laughs> that that was great. <laughs> just Ellen. I prefer NB Adams. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The, the, the stroller bit is like the, the biggest, yeah. biggest scene in the movie, and it is... I mean, fantastic. Terrific. I mean, it, yeah. the the little the look on the little kid's face. Yeah, Wolfie uh, had never truly lived until that moment. <laughs> I mean, and Sam Mendes wouldn't again until props adulthood. to him for getting uh, some great kid performances. The kid talking about trying to sm- smother the baby. Oh, oh yeah, oh my Beckett, gosh, that was he hilarious. was my favorite. It's one of the funniest lines in any movie. Yeah, you ever, want a spinoff film with Allison Janney and Jim Gaffigan? I need a film of that kid. It's gonna be like some yeah. Silence he of the Lambs shit. I, I was about to say they call it Hannibal. His babies like to breathe, and they're good at hiding it. I put a pillow over a baby. I thought she wasn't breathing, but she was. She was sneaky. But I'll try again. <laughs> Just like, the look on the, the mom's yeah. face was perfect. Well, the, the thing is, the line is great as it is, but it's that kid's performance oh, yeah, is what amazing. just the delivery makes it. is like exceptional. Yeah. To, for, for the record, that that kind of performing parenting is the perform- parenting that drives me the most up the wall. Just putting it out there. Yep. Like Let's trying see. to make your kid show off at every single turn, and like it's not even about showing off at first though. With it's really weird. Like we said, so, parenting's weird. <laughs> why, real quick, why do we think this film was not, like, we're all, like, heralding on it. Um, I know I feel like I'm coming off, like, a little bit lower, but I do, I do like it. But why do we think it got maybe, not maybe as just much like compl- Maybe audiences acclaim. weren't ready for that kind of stuff just yet, and then, you know, when Juno came along, it, like, that, like you said, Juno was kind of the turn of it all. Juno was so before maybe, this, though. Wait, was it? Oh yeah, Juno was 2007. Holy shit. I think a lot of critics were burnt out with this genre already. Like, it was... I think I remember a lot of people... Oh, was it one of just, like, the surplus right after? Just, like... Yeah, like, it's another... Like, like, it's this big time Oh, look, another Juno! Another Juno-ish kind of thing. And then, yeah. Well, I, I will say, the... This... This quote by A.O. Scott of the New York Times, I do think is almost like, like somewhat accurate. He says he described the two main characters as self-righteous people, quote, aware of their special status as uniquely sensitive, caring, smart and cool beings on a planet full of credence and failures. And there is at times where you feel like the the movie is specifically trying to set up or build up like the ultimate victory of them in a way where. Like you're constantly aware that everything is going to work out. Like you're never not convinced that oh they're not going to find their place, or it's going to seem like incredibly. I don't know. We just left a scene about five miscarriages. (laughs) Well, but I even think that like, what if in Madison, like, I guess uh, we went to the brother after that. What's yeah? What if what if uh what if Bert hadn't got that? 
interview like hadn't got it like there there is a self-assurance of them that is only that is only doubted and only like the cracks only appear occasionally through Maya Rudolph's performance never in John Krasinski's to a point where it's just I don't know now you're still watching them they're still sweet like the scene on the trampoline was incredibly heartfelt I think but it it never quite convinced me of the stakes. I feel. Yeah, like. I don't know. I felt. I feel like there's something refreshing about it, though, because so much of the time people are like, you know, characters are only interesting if they have conflict or if they're very um, just not dynamic, but just very. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but it's just their relationship was just so earnest and just sim not simple but i don't know how to describe it but there's just something really refreshing about having a couple that i didn't have to worry about that they're just and we got to just live vicariously through them exploring these other like screw-ups but they were yeah i don't know i mean what were the big movies this year this is like dark knight avatar up in the air dark knight district nine dark knight was Was up in the air that oh it was the year before I mean, Up in the Air was a Oscar picture. That doesn't it would mean have it was been, big. I, I think culturally it was a pretty big yeah, movie. Yeah, I feel like a lot out. of people saw it that wouldn't necessarily see all Oscar films. But I, I also feel like Up in the Air and this movie are kind of on the same corner. Like, Up in the Air is a borderline indie comedy, too. Just with George Clooney at the middle of it. And Glorious Bastards was that year. Yeah. How did we not pick Inglorious Bastards to do? We're dumb. We also didn't pick The Matrix. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> uh, Sherlock Holmes. Uh, I, this was it's the just... first year they did the ten nominees. I was trying to see what it was like. Hurt Locker won best. Oh, Hurt Locker. Best picture that oh, year. Oh, and of course, the best film of 2009, Law Abiding Citizen. Watchmen, <laughs> Star Trek. Ooh, Coraline. Um, How did you not make us watch Fantastic Mr. Fox? I don't. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) He knows how much you abhor the animation. You don't know. You don't know why you didn't make us watch your favorite film of all time. I mean, uh, what's there to say? You know, Um, I'm sure I would have a lot to say about it. (laughs) (laughs) Hate the art style. Hate the director. Or, or to quote the movie, it's a complete cluster cuss. Oh, we should Holy have done the knowing. Just the no- knowing? Just knowing. No, it's just knowing. Just right? knowing. The no- oh, is that the one with Nick, Nick Cage? Cage. <laughs> it's, I'd it's watch not it great. again. Although not, it did have watch it. the great, Cage, great use of a classical song that I cannot think of off the top of my head. Mm. Uh, funny People also it would have been an interesting movie to discuss this year. X-Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> ben would have loved it. That would have... Oh, I would have like murdered all of you if that if that came up. Like, I, I just uh, this is a roundabout way of looking at 2009's most highest rated, most popular movies. Jennifer's I, I, body. I don't, I don't know if there is a big. Um, there's not really an answer to that question, John. Like what? Zach, I also this was rejected. I also really appreciate you not picking where the wild things are. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Another one I could big have prop. easily picked. We should have done Observe and Report. That's what we should have done. That's another movie that's um, overrated. Talk about a movie that can never get made again. Though, oddly, I, I tweeted at... Uh, I think they did make that movie again. It's called Paul Blart I was Blart just going to say that. 
That's, wow. Observe and report and (laughs) the art of self-defense would be in a fantastic double feature. I think the ending of the movie comes out of nowhere in a good way. Like, I don't, there was nowhere else to really go. Yeah. And I'm glad it doesn't linger there much longer than it does. But the, yeah. But at the same time, that's where the song really got to me. Or one of his ten songs really got to me, where I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> "This is a lot will, of of song right now." I will say that was the one thing that, like, like you said, Zach, that it was refreshing. Like, it makes sense that eventually you're going to have to have resolution over uh, Ver- Verona's. Uh, inner turmoil over the lot like the loss of her parents and mm-hmm. the idea that well let's just go to that house like mm-hmm. that was a very sweet and unex- un- unexpected resolution yeah um, I, I i wonder if there's a little too much subtext in this movie like if it had been a oh, little you can bit, never have too much subtext but I, I mean like if it was a little bit more explicit with like maya rudolph's arc in the movie like i feel like you could watch this movie and like show up to that house at the end and borderline be like, what is it? Why is this important again? But but they they're, they are talking it. Not that you can't pick it up, but like a, a a more traditionally like a more traditional movie might be a lot more in your face about like her and her sister having this big. They would have mentioned this or a, a lot more. The they mention her a lot, but I don't know it. There's something about explicitly. You're being explicitly super vague with exactly it. what you're talk, referring to. Just, just about about Verona's backstory. Like it, it, it's, it's, it, it seems like they're. I'm being vague because I feel like the movie's a little vague about it. Like it, it's always it's mentioned a lot, but it's ne- there's never a whole thing about it. And I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm just saying that might have helped people connect to the movie more potentially if it wasn't as just shuffling around the edges instead of straight up confronting it. Um, but then if you do that, I don't know if the ending works as well or better or not um, for catharsis. So I don't know. Maybe we'd all feel differently about this movie if we are all pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> this, this you know, film? seahorses. <laughs> yes. The males. <laughs> Did I steal your joke, Ben? No, I was going to say the... Uh, Stole Jim Gaffigan's joke. Uh, the the yeah. only... Like, this movie, like, I had a lot of feelings watching it, but the only time, like, it really hit me really hard was when they drove up and you saw the tree with the fruit taped on it. That... I don't know. Like, I teared up when I saw that. I was just like, fuck. See, I saw fuck. that and I was like, that is some strong tape. <laughs> <laughs> it's been there forever. Decades. But, uh... Yeah. And I was also thinking, no way that house doesn't flood like sometime this year. <laughs> I gotta be honest, I was also a little worried going into this because John was like talking about a vagina joke last week. <laughs> and then I like this it happens, I was like, Oh, well that was funny. That's such a great moment. I don't though, know what I was worried like, about. Shock- like, yeah, it yeah, is. It actually is. Just and I'm trying glad- to be so supportive of her and Maya Rudolph's <laughs> just screaming into a pillow. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> unless you're talking, about, there's and a I'm, couple yeah. of vagina jokes. So I don't know if I'm actually referring to the same one you're well, referring yeah, to. The, the one, one at the one at okay, the beginning I'm not is the about one that, one. that actually <laughs> got me too. Like the the one I quoted, like I that remember one, seeing that one was a strong one to start with for sure. Yeah, oh, I was 100%. just like, how many Myra <laughs> to start with a sex scene? It's like this bridesmaids, 
uh, <laughs> and then I stopped because my memory sucks. But <laughs> no, I like the one on the train. I do as well. Cool, cool. Glad we all agree. <laughs> yeah. Good pick. Next Mark. week. Um, it's night make. Are you guys done with away we go? Um. Yeah. So that's gonna do it for away we go. Go see it. Not enough people have. I think enough people have. I think what was a what was its domestic uh, box great. office? I don't think. Not great, Bob. <laughs> oh, seventeen thousand yeah, people wasn't. on Letterbox. It had an estimated is... budget of seventeen million. The USA gross was nine point five million. Oh, that's unfair. Point. I got fourteen. Cumul- that's the overall. worldwide. Yeah. Seven times more people have seen Knives Out on Letterboxd than Away We Go. But that's the bias towards recency, though. Yeah, but I think it's a reflection of yeah, also a certain Twitter subset of... And yeah. a lot... Just this... I feel like Away We Go has much more hype. It's also Ryan Johnson. I mean, Knives Out, yeah. What did I say? But I'm just saying, like... The other one. Oh, okay. But I'm just saying, like, um, even though... This is a movie that's only 10 years old by arguably one of the biggest directors of the last 20 years it is a very little seen movie well i mean i feel like it's also just looking at sam mendes or his other Mm -hmm. stuff it's like it's very different than a lot of the things most people have probably seen from him Mm -hmm. so they might not automatically jump to this it's like you know what i should see away we go (laughs) or jarhead Uh, american beauty (laughs) all right so okay here Okay, Sam Mendes, American Beauty, it's a Best Picture winner, has 284,000 people watched it on Letterboxd, compared to 17,000, which is a 10-year newer movie for Away We Go. Like, it's a criminally underseen movie. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but like, it had an underage naked girl on the cover. Ooh, buddy. So I guess um, American Beauty has been seen by more people than Skyfall on that list. That's uh, impressive. I don't know. I just feel like American Beauty is one of those things that, again, everyone saw for some reason. That's probably because that's Oscar I never part. did. Well, I mean, just hearing about what it was about and remembering that stuff, you're probably lucky. Like, if you tried to watch it's, it now, you'd probably not be a fan. It's it's his least of seen movie on Letterboxd. Let's end this podcast and then we can talk. What did I, uh, where did I end? Uh, You're that, Zach Goldenberg. That's going to do it for You're Away Zach We Go. <laughs> <laughs> Next week will be our last official episode of the year. And that will be J.J. Abrams' Rise of Skywalker, Star Wars Episode Nine. The did we Force Awakens was pre podcast, right? I think we don't mm-hmm. we don't have anything on that movie. What was everybody's stance on Last Jedi? I think we all liked it. Yep. Everybody liked it, but I, I think I was considerably higher than everybody else if I, I remember. Know, I remember really I think liking it. it. I think I it gets it better four out every of five? time I see it, and it's the only one where I actively like want to go back and watch, I think. Although it does have that bullshit. Yeah, excuse me, bullshit scene that uh, Ben was talking about on the, like, gambling planet. Although yeah. Justin Theroux's in that scene, and he's awesome. I would not call it bullshit, but... Okay. It also has the greatest moment, or the greatest creature in the Star Wars universe, which is the Porgs. 
Um, um, you're you apparently haven't been watching The Mandalorian. I have. Forks, it's not even. It's, no clo- it's not overrated. even close. No contest. And I stand by that. You're thing. overrated. No one rates me. I'm not. Ha! Got him. Lauren was sitting at that barbecue with Chewbacca. It's true. Uh, the I'll discourse. take one extra crispy. <laughs> the discourse. Oh, you made it dark. Monster. Oh, we just got super morbid. The discourse for this movie is already starting to bother me. Um, we're a week away as we record this. Starting to bother you. I feel like it hasn't ended no, since I, the last film. What? what I no, 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 no. For on. Rise of Skywalker. Well, I know, but everyone's just crapping on the old ones. Like, well, no, I guess a lot of people would have been more leaning towards this one being great because we're going back to J.J. Abrams. Well, that's what the vibe is. The, the internet, that, that's where, uh, there was a New York Times piece today where they had quotes just basically, if you wanted to read it, it was like veiled shots at Last Jedi yeah. um, from Boyega, Ridley, and Abrams, which I think can be interpreted either way. But um, yeah, I mean, like I think Force Awakens is great, even though it's a remake of A New Hope and a New Hope doesn't do a lot of new things for the story. And yeah, because of that, I actually like Last Jedi more than it. Although I haven't watched well, that's Last what, Jedi again. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm going to be very disappointed with Rise of Skywalker if it just feels like another stroll down memory lane. Yeah. And which is technically what it, I don't know, especially it'll I be mean, really, with, with it'll be really it interesting. With the gearing towards, it might be. Well, I mean, yes. I mean, Palpatine being in the promos, pictures and or the poster and shit has me worried. I think... I think I should hold out some hope because, like, Endgame did that spectacularly well. And Star Wars doesn't really have the device to do that as well as um, Endgame does. But it a, a nostalgic but, like, progressively moving forward movie, uh, wrapping up a big giant series is possible. So I'm, I'm still hoping for the best. I saw the trailer in theaters for the first time over the weekend. <laughs> and i i'm very sad watching that trailer like See, as john I'm can ar- attest since we saw a movie together <laughs> i still covered my eyes and la 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 with my ears <laughs> shut while that trailer was playing the the final shot of the trailer like almost brings me to tears uh, i hope that is the way i feel about the movie in a hopeful way um happy tear way um but yeah rise of skywalker last movie of the year so until next week i'm zach oldenburg you can find me wherever you can find at Zach Oldenburg. And you can find us at middlerow.com. Rate and review the podcast. It helps, apparently. I'm Ben Grigsby. You can find me on Letterboxd and Twitter at the Grigsby Bear. You can find all of us on Facebook at Middle of the Row. Um, yeah, I'm James McAvee. I mean, I'm Jonathan Rahul. <laughs> and you can follow me on Twitter at another Rahul J. You can also follow us on Twitter at Middle of Row. Hashtag know that. And I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter at Beware of Trees, and you can find us on Tumblr at middleofroad.tumblr.com. Thanks for listening. Go watch Star Wars Episode 9 The Rise of Skywalker. And away we go. And away we go. Rise of Skywalker. And away is that the worst? we go. We can discuss that next week. I think that's the worst title of the Star Wars movies. We'll see. Hopefully, the movie pays off. You're the worst title. You haven't even seen the movie yet. It's not a good title. And remember. The best seats are in the middle of the road. What's been in my mind As the days keep turning into night 
standing in the shade all of my days. Watch the sky breaking on the promise that we made.